1: What's going on, everyone? This is Go Along with Dunn and Monus, part of GoAlongTD.com. I'm Tyler Dunn here with longtime NFL scout, former director of personnel for the Buffalo Bills, current XFL director uh, of football ops. I really do need to start the show with the titles, Jim, because I, I just assume everybody knows the greatness that is Jim Monus. When I, I you know what happens when you when you assume. Kind of make an ass of yourself. So, all right, here he is,
2: Jim Mollis. Good to see you. No, I, you hired me to make an ass out of Go. I make an ass out of myself every time. (laughs) That's why you hired me. So, this is great. That's the only title that really matters, Tyler. The Go Long podcast with you. And then I love how you started this. I, I love the article today on Daniel Jones. So, whenever you're ready to get into it, I have some good stuff. But this is the week now. This is when these are the two weeks we've been waiting for. So, it is. It is, and, and I should uh, definitely note that we're here at
1: Fatty Beer Company. Um, get on in. Tons of seasonal beers for you to try out. I'm looking at all the advent calendars. So even though you won't be drinking a beer day through December, just make it January. So get on in. Buy yourself a box. Uh, but yes, Jim, uh, I think that's the topic du jour. Um, Daniel Jones. It's just he's such, he's such a. I guess the impetus for today's story at GolongTD.com for our subscribers, so definitely upgrade uh, if if you're not a subscriber. I think it's worth it. Talk to a lot of people that that know Daniel Jones. i have studied this game. It's just so fascinating to me, Jim, because this can really go any direction. Still, still, four years into this, I feel like we had a similar conversation around Baker Mayfield too at times, but four years into this for Daniel Jones – And you can talk yourself into he's worth twenty twenty three and beyond. He's worth a three-year deal. He's worth being the guy because he has the Giants 8, 6, and 1. He's, you know, played through a a bloody hand in London to beat the Packers. He made big-time throws to beat Washington. He had the Giants right at the doorstep of a comeback win against the Vikings. You can talk yourself into it. And I have. And I've also done the the, the diametric opposite – of this all and thinking, no, (laughs) this is another one of Gettleman's mistakes. He fell in, quote, unquote, full bloom love at the Dan Senior Bowl. Um, Brian Dayball is is maxing him out. This is as good as it gets for Daniel Jones. They've got to move on. That You know, when he gets a little pressure in his face, the play ends when really that's when the play starts for the greats like Justin Herbert. I I get all that, too. I think what it comes down to, and I don't want to jump the gun on all the different angles we're going to take, but like when you watch the New York Giants, you either think, okay, th- this is a case of uh, an offensive mastermind in Brian Tavall just squeezing the orange, getting every last drip of juice that he can out of out of Daniel Jones, or you look at it and say, holy hell, like that wide receiver room was evacuated. I mean, Isaiah Hodgins... But God bless his soul. I had a great conversation with him. It's here on the podcast He's a he's a good player who deserves to be on an NFL roster. He's the go-to guy. I mean, they just it was – he couldn't even get on the field in Buffalo. Um, the, the the offensive line, which was atrocious the last couple of years, is still not very good. So you can say, all right, well, give him some weapons. Go sign some guys. Let let's see what you have in the quarterback when you do that. So, um. I've got, I've got some thoughts, but let's go to the expert first because you've been in this position, Jen. You've tried to navigate this, this quarterback decision, you know, several times over. Um, as somebody who's calloused and weathered and gray in the beard over this
2: decision, what, what say you? This is, this is the nightmare of front offices. It really is because, like, I love how you said it. For four years, they've tried to figure this out. We really don't know. They don't know. They know more about how he's handling the team, the leadership, the playbook, all that, which seems good. Here's what we like. Here's what I like about Daniel Jones. Toughness, like you mentioned. He's really tough. Speed is incredible. He is one of the fastest, most playmaker quarterbacks with his legs we have in the NFL right now. Arm looks good. I can't figure out. why. Here we go. This is where it gets bad for the stats that I care about yards per play 23rd third down conversions 23rd first half differential point differential for the Giants they're 25th or 26th Tyler that's terrible like if that's your goal from a first round quarterback those are stats that quarterbacks matter those these stats are proven these are winning team stats and you basically to me He's fooling the Giants are fooling themselves that they think he is the guy. He's had enough chances, big games, right? How many times have we said this is the week? This is the the Giants are going to show us this week. Oh, how about this stat? This year they played five teams above 500. They're one and four. So you can go like you said. You can spin this any way you want. I don't think he's a terrible player at all. I think he is that. When, when I rank guys, when you rank quarterbacks and you're in that 18 to 30 range, right, that's a shuffle, throw them up in the air, take them however you want. Bottom line, probably not good enough. You better have, if your quarterback's going to be ranked like that or those where your stats are on offense, your defense better be elite. What's terrible on the Giants? Defense. So this team has some smoke and mirrors to it for sure. Credit to them for the team for buying in the table. They're getting everything they can out of them. I think they are really far away.
1: And I get that. I really do. This is a roster that just isn't that talented. It really isn't.
2: You made some um, great points. To, to In Daniel Jones' defense, that receiving core isn't good. Um, it decimated, for sure. Um, obviously, they have Barkley. But I just... It's, it, it's hard if you have to keep making excuses for a quarterback. Right. Hey, for, if you're saying I, I get if this back. happens and if that happens and
1: if this,
2: it's, it's that game,
1: it's that that merry-go-round with Daniel Jones. I, I, I mean, in, which is, do you really want to be a running back-centric offense? Where are the Tennessee Titans? I mean, they, they have the best back in the game in Derrick Henry. 6'3", 247, straight out of a comic book, the guys of beast. He, he ran for two thousand yards. You built a good defense. You have a good line. You have a pretty good quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. And what happened? You, you lost to Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. And now you might not even make the playoffs. And now you're probably got to blow the thing up. So it that I mean that's a decision to its Like what do you do with Saquon Barkley? But all we know is Daniel Jones is operating out of that kind of offense, that kind it's- of run first. You know, quarterback boots, some some trickery here or there. All that. I mean, I earlier in the season, when, when they're six and one, you noted, like when you start doing the direct snaps to, to a running back, that kind of was a telltale sign. Um, to play devil's advocate, Uh it, it was it was bad. I mean, it was really bad before this season for Daniel Jones. I mean, Joe freaking Judge. I mean, maybe it ends there, right? That's your head coach. This this Neanderthal buffoon is calling quarterback sneaks on third and nine to Jake Fromm and does not know much at all about offensive football. Was in over his head. And your your big ticket signing is Kenny Galladay, who just has been a train wreck signing. The offensive line, Chris Sims, who I really respect, has been on the show. I mean, he said, "Look, people say they have a bad offensive line, and it's like a throwaway line. Like, no, they were by far the worst offensive line in football the last three years, and now they're just kind of okay." Um, to me, I think that I think there is a needle thread because, as Rich Gannon said, "All right, you don't want Daniel Jones. Like, what's the alternative?" And I want to hear yours in a second because I'm thinking, if you're the Giants, you know, you you, you can and you can use that. The Blake, Bortles, Blake Bortles. I mean, things went south for him fast after this deal, but it, it maybe that's the telltale sign as well, right, Jim? Yeah. But after he took the Jaguars to the AFC Championship game at the 11th hour, the Jags gave him a three-year deal that was like a you know a mid-level contract where you're not like looking at the market and going above the next guy like that that, that second third tier. There are some deals you can look at. Yeah, I think the equivalent on track. Uh, Mike mentioned that he does a fantastic job. He lives here in Western New York, actually. He, he looked at the equivalent in today's market to that deal. It'd be three years, 66 mil. Reasonable, right? I think that's very reasonable. Then you can go spend. Then you can be aggressive. Do You have to somehow just do what the Eagles did. I mean, that's the part of the Eagles. Be aggressive. Trade a first-first stud receiver. You know, draft the right receiver. Let's not forget that they, they got Devontae Smith because they were smart enough to lose that game that Joe Judge was all mad about the year before, which is hilarious. Um, but you go get talent. Built. The Sim said, build a fucking team. Build a team. And I see I see you're nervous because you're probably thinking, shit, we did that with EJ, um, you know, in theory thinking, you know, we get him Sammy, do this, do that. And you know, that chicken before the egg thing, is it—is it the supporting cats or is it the quarterback? To me, Daniel Jones has shown enough for Joe Shane and Brian Dayball to say, look, it's going to be a lot easier for us to go get weapons and give Jones, you know, a reasonable deal than it is to, you know, what are you going to do, trade three first-round picks to get Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, do something crazy on draft day? Are you going to try to find the next Sean Watson and throw around guaranteed money like it's Monopoly money? I don't know what that alternative is. I really don't. Um, so I think that that needle, the thread is, okay, you give Jones that deal. You keep hunting for quarterbacks. Maybe you draft a guy in the second or third round and day ball develops for a year or two. And then you see where it goes. But you, but I, I haven't been, you know, a uh, director of personnel, like my co-host here. So Jim, let us know.
2: <laughs> all right. So I just spent that last segment. I was just, I said all the reasons I don't believe he's the guy. What I would do is do everything I could to keep him under, under, under my terms. Yeah. As far as it's, it's gotta be a win for the giants to keep him. If it matches whoever, so what you do in this situation, right? Cause they didn't pick up his option, right? They, I no, don't think they no, did. they did not. Right. So he'll be entering. He's, he's an unrestricted season. free agent. Yep. Yeah. So if you can keep him at your, at your, your price, you, you got to do it. Um, Cause obviously you're going to be in the playoffs with him, but you have to remember, we talked about this with the playoffs. You have to be very careful as using that as your gauge on where you're at as a franchise, because eight, six, and one, what they are right now, that that could easily flip to six, eight, and one, you know, could, and and we could be talking if it was six, eight, and one and they weren't going to make the playoffs right now, we'd be like, bye-bye Daniel Jones, but eight, six and one sneaking into the playoffs you're okay with so basically what I'm saying is I would try to keep them um, as long as it doesn't destroy you financially and what you're trying to build. Um, but you have to have a plan to compete. Somebody to compete with him if they don't think Tyrod is, which Tyrod's not the answer either. Bring in somebody and, and let that be a challenge at least for Daniel Jones and draft one. I mean you have to go full board. You have to go full go now to to find the right quarterback and they may have a guy they're gonna target we don't even know that you know we it, don't know what their plan is yeah. but we're looking at like people
1: I mean that's perfectly said and I think if we're trying to figure out how Joe Shane is gonna mm-hmm. kind navigate this decision. I mean he was in Buffalo um yet he had the benefit. I mean Sean McDermott Brandon Bean Joe Shane Everybody had the benefit of, okay, they, they went and competed. They ended the drought, you know, after firing you and right. Doug. Right. Um, that first round pick was in the back pocket. You had Cordy Glenn as a trade chip. They were able to shimmy their way up to seven because of that ammo. I don't know where that ammo exists for the Giants if you're going to take the big swing and try to move up. They don't really Damn. have it. I mean, who, would you even, who would you even dangle in a trade? I mean, you missed the boat on Saquon Barkley. We talked about in the middle of the season that it's hard to trade an MVP candidate, right? I mean, he was playing out of his mind, but, you know, the wheels kind of fell off there. Um, He hasn't been the same player the second half of the season. So that that could have been something that helped you, you know, move up in the draft. But but they they don't have that option. So to your point, I think that we're kind of reaching the same conclusion where you find a way to keep Daniel Jones – because what what what's the plan B? What's the alternative? I mean, is there another veteran that could hit the market or or be available via trade? That's different than Daniel Jones. I don't think so, right? I, Jimmy
2: Garoppolo. I, I think Daniel Jones over Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I can see them being the same dudes. It, that goes back to my, I'm not. You can't argue that, right? I would never argue either way. You can make an argument for either guy. Yeah. To me, it's the same guy. It's almost like everybody was joking around about Jeff Saturday was going from you know from. Matt Ryan and Nick Foles, like what, what are we doing here? You know, it's the same guy Um, at this point. Yeah. I just feel like the giants would know. I I haven't looked into their situation enough salary cap, free agency. I haven't looked into all that. So I don't want to sit there and act like I have a plan for the giants, but what they need, what they're doing right now is they have a plan and they're probably some, if the plan is to move on from Daniel Jones, that's scary. So that's why I think you'd be, you'd be, I, this is crazy. You're probably going to think I'm crazy. If you could keep Jones at your price, but you can't overpay for Barkley. Does no. that make sense? And I'm not trying to take anything away from Barkley, but you said it best earlier with Derrick Henry. What's that going to get you? And and, it, and the Tennessee the reason Tennessee's been so good the last couple of years, they were loaded at receiver, loaded at tight end, loaded on defense, average quarterback. Giants, they're not good on defense. So to me, my biggest, if I'm Joe Shane, I'm keeping Daniel Jones. I'm going to have a plan in place, at quarterback, compete, you know, hopefully draft one and bring one in. But I'm building that defense because I may have hit a home run on that defensive end from Oregon yes. Now I'm building that defense. Build, build, build that defense. Keep trying to get that quarterback figured out. You have to keep Jones if you can. You know, you can compete with Jones. Can he take a step and get better with, you know, more talent around him? Just don't overpay for him. With Barkley leaves, that should free up some ability to, you know, for you to get better on defense. I'm just big on that defense. I would go hard on defense if I was the Giants. Keep Daniel Wait. Jones and get a competition.
1: Perfectly said. I mean, Philly, that's kind of – Philly, they, they they went ahead and they kept drafting and signing d linemen. They kept taking swings at wide receiver. Um, you know, your old pal, Javi Roseman, boy, he, he whiffed bad twice in a row, missing out on D.K. Metcalf and Justin Jefferson for total bust, but it didn't stop him from drafting Devontae Smith. It, it didn't stop him from trading for A.J. Brown. The Giants – They've got to get creative there, too, right? I mean, they, they need a weapon, something outright. Um I don't know where you look. Everybody's in the same boat. I mean, Jacksonville is going to be aggressive, I think, to try to get Trevor Lawrence a, a, a star as well. I, that's pretty spicy. I, I want to ask you this, though, too. I mean, ownership is another element of this, where uh, you you live that, too, and, and Terry Pagoola, you know, he loved Patrick Mahomes. He let you guys know that very, very early. And you you went through the process. And when push came to shove, he didn't stick his nose in there and demand that something happen. You know, you guys executed the trade. We're let go. Sorry you're here with me, Jim. And then they take Thank Josh you. Allen the next year. No, it was good. Where we know John Lara. Hey, that was a big part of our series last year as well with the autopsy. They, Their fingerprints are all over this organization. His brother is right atop the masthead. Chris and Ira, I mean, he's the, the VP of player personnel, um, and he's a part of the ownership group. they got the nephew that's right atop the player personnel, part of the front office, masthead there, sitting next to Joe Shane, the suite. He says family doesn't isn't involved in football decisions, and it's pretty nonsensical when you just really see how the team is built, and Chris is sitting in on these Interviews with the GMs. I don't know if I did. I say this, Jim, with Chris, the message that I got on
2: Christmas. It's been a year, right? It's been a year. You, been it a must year. be your yearly, your yearly hammer on the the, the Giants ownership. Well, they, they yeah. were so nice to you, Tyler. They were so nice to you after that that story you wrote last year. I mean, when you've got the bullshit radar up and you smell bullshit, I mean, you just try to call. It's
1: not your, you know, you call balls and strikes and when it's not one person detailing the work environment out of Gettleman and co, but rather a dozen, I mean, you listen, um, but yeah, yeah. Christmas day last year, I'll tell our podcast listeners, Chris, uh, I mean, pur- pur- purporting to be Chris Mara, uh, on LinkedIn. It, I've, there's I have no reason to think that this account isn't legit. We aren't connected on LinkedIn. But I, I got a message via in-mail. so went out of his way to directly send me a message, even though we aren't connected. "Quote: When you this is on Christmas Day, Christmas night actually, six oh nine p.m." "Quote: When you use the word alleged in you bullshit story, comma, right away you are a phony. The only asshole that should be alleged in this story is
2: you, and perhaps not alleged." So there's there's Chris checking in, um, and then. <laughs> And then if we could, if yeah. we could just say, if we could have the next, I wish we had like a sports center clip right now, like Giants fire Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge right after that article, right after he and said. And hire
1: people outside of the organization, which was the whole point of the series. You need fresh minds to make these big decisions, like deciding whether or not Daniel Jones is your quarterback. That's the whole point, right? You need, you need proven decision makers and evaluators who have been there. Look, Joe Shane, you were on the road. You saw him out there. Like, I always bring up Matt Fairburn's excellent story. This dude has like, lived out of a freaking Marriott most of his adult life just studying these players on the road. He, give me eyeballs who have been on the game nonstop. Um, that They have that now. They have a, a head coach and Brian Dayball who checks every box. So, yes, the Giants did the right thing. I'm just saying, I mean, we don't, the fingerprints all over – there's this team, the, the ownership fingerprints are, are still all over this team. And we don't know how that's going to factor into these big decisions yet. You know, hope that they would just leave Shane and all alone to navigate this all. But you never really know.
2: Yeah, that's the hope that they leave those two alone. I would hope that Joe, Shane and dave I would hope they went into this. take. I would hope Joe accepted this position as general manager, knowing they wouldn't get involved because to me, that's your one shot, if you're Joe Shane, he's worked his whole career to be the GM. You need to make sure that it's on, you know, if if it's on my terms, you know, if it's going to be my pick, I want it to be my pick. Now, obviously, you're the owner. And I need to know as the GM, are you going to trump me on draft day? Because I just need to know that. And if you are, that's your right. I just need to be prepared for that. If there's somebody you want, let me know. Obviously, we can take them. I don't know if I'd want to take that job, though, if I'm joking. I don't know if I'd want to be a GM for a team where the owner said, yeah, I probably will get involved.
1: You'd like to think things got so bad so fast. And I've seen it at MetLife Stadium. I mean, they tried to give Dave Gettleman this, like, this this, this hero's uh, exit, was, you know. That, that, they tried it to, like a- – I mean, the fans weren't having it. The, the place is they done it. half empty they and they're bored the hell out
2: of them. And what's that? They should have done that for Jared Reese. Yeah, that's un- duty one in Super Bowl. Two, un- two Super Bowls unceremoniously. And, and that's when you replaced, G- you replaced Jerry Reese with with him. That's unacceptable. So, uh,
1: that The state that this team was really left into financially when they finally did fire him, I mean, retirement, get the hell out of here with this. By the way, it's almost a mutually parting away season. Right. When these head coaches and teams mutually part ways, we're, we're upon that. Season. I just picture like, you know, a 1940s movie with people dancing, holding hands, and then just, just wafting, sifting opposite directions. That's how it goes.
2: But mutually parting ways. Oh, you're firing him. It's a, just call for what it is. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, we were, for us, we walked in the building that day when we got fired. I told you, I told the story before, but it literally was like, I think I was in there for maybe 15 minutes. We walked in, sat there, the pagulas told Doug we were being fired. Doug told us, then, you know, HR comes in, reads everything official, and we walked out. Doug and I were, I drove home with Doug back to downtown Buffalo, and we were just trying to find what bar was open at about uh, 8 a.m. on a. On a Sunday morning, and we did find one. Um, right, wasn't, wasn't that it? when
1: the picture with Tim Murray kind of went viral with Doug? You were in the bathroom?
2: Wait, say it again.
1: Wasn't there the – was that the, the day that
2: picture of Doug Whaley and um, Tim Murray went viral? That was, so was. You were in the, I think that was the actual next day because we got yeah, – fired on – it might have been that Monday. It might have been that actual after. I think it was the day after, but – um. Uh, yes, I do. Remember, I know I got lucky. I was in the bathroom when Doug and Tim Murray oh, got. Career in. picture. I love it. The three firings of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I know um, I have a point somewhere. But yeah, like so, Gettleman yeah, when he was let go like, was the whole firing, the financial thing. ruins. Oh yeah. yeah, no, it's just you know, Joe Judge Gettleman. Thanks, shake hands, bye. Um, I'm. That's going to be one of the more fascinating off seasons. Will be the Giants. Because it's, I'm, I'm always fascinated by the teams that I don't want to call them. I don't want to ever use that. I know we said kind of fraud, not frauds, but maybe, like I said, maybe not as good as their record or, or their record isn't masking what needs to happen to build this thing correctly. And that's the key. And I give the Bills credit too. They didn't, they, that, that playoff appearance, that was unbelievable. Incredible coaching job. They did a nice job, you know, getting the roster, you know, manageable, how he wanted it that year. But after that year, if you look, they were – they kept cleaning, kept cleaning. You know, they didn't do it all at once. They got rid of their initial guys they didn't want, the Sammies, the Darbys. And then, and then Brandon Bean and McDermott kind of worked their – you know, they really worked their guys in that they wanted after that year in the playoffs. And then, obviously, Josh is, you know – his, his uh, ability to get better is what made everything good, but I don't know, Definitely. I just I don't like to knock Daniel Jones because I do see some good in him, like I was trying to point out the things I like but those other things have to be better, like that's th- those are drastically low low stats it's,
1: It is really similar I mean and, and you guys made good draft picks and, and made some good signings but I think that when they took over, like they looked at it as, oh my God, we have to get out of this Marcel Darius contract. We have to get out of, um, They didn't get out of shady right away. He we went around; he we still some juice left. Uh, but they're, they're, they they tried to like create a team in their image. I guess like a lot of new teams would. So the Giants know. are kind of doing the same thing. And but but the thing is, how are we talking about the Bills if they don't if they don't get Josh Allen right? Like, I'm with you. He makes with everything better. So yeah, the I Giants could do all this other stuff, but you do need a you,
2: you need a stud quarterback at some point. I mean, i would say two things. Real if if Josh Allen didn't take that step, I really don't think Sean or Brandon would be here right now. Um, like I think that would have happened, like, you know, the next thing though, the Giants I'm trying to think how to say this with Jones, but you can't you can't hope here's the Giants did this year. Table proved and Joe Shane, they proved they can work together and get this thing heading in the right direction. They've earned street cred right off the stop. You know, because this team isn't that good. They're eight, six, and one. They're gonna make the playoffs. So as a coach, you're like, okay. You really now, count out Jeff Saturday,
1: only- by the way. I'm not giving Jeff Saturday much love. I okay? mean, they gotta deal with they gotta deal with Saturday. If we know anything about sari led
2: ball club. They're probably going to lay over die.
1: So you're absolutely right.
2: <laughs> I can't take it seriously. Who's starting for the Colts at quarterback this week? They got to be bringing somebody else, in, some veteran. Um, fun well, with me. Just like go, I don't know. go sign t Tebow. People, people would watch. People would care. Who cares? Right? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I'm sorry. They, Dable, Dable and Joe Shane are feeling pretty safe right now. They just bought themselves probably four or five years of, hey, you guys know what you're doing. We're going to leave you alone. Like they came in and got this team pointed right direction. So now they need this. This will be their big off season coming up. Last year was to stop the bleeding, basically. Come in. Let's get it. Let's stop the bleeding. They did that. Exceeded expectations. This off season will be the one. That's a great
1: point. I think that, I mean, Omer and Tish, they don't, they don't want to go through head coaches. I mean, nobody does. But they, the Giants really don't want to, and that's why they were seriously considering empowering Joe Judge, right, and get him his retirement. And he would have been empowered if, if Kevin Abrams becomes the GM, which is crazy to think. But they felt so flat on their face, they had no choice but to get rid of him. So, I mean, it just goes to show, like they weren't. Head coaches and GMs in place for a long time. Um, I think you're right. What they showed this year is they're going to be here at four or five. That's probably right. nervous what happens, and you can go sign Daniel Jones for that three-year deal for sixty-six mil, and know okay, even if this completely just is a train wreck of a deal, and you know he turns into a pumpkin and it doesn't work out, like they're not going to be fussed. Like they'll they'll have they'll still have a chance to go draft the guy. or be their guy. I mean we. Think, (laughs) but I do think that give Giants ownership uh, that I think they would they wouldn't just bail on this team and this coach if because sure that Mara wants Daniel Jones too. was probably let them know so
2: that 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 second bite of the apple will be there eventually for the same people. Or you don't pay Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones and turn it over to Lamar Jackson. Give all those first round picks and sign Lamar. I'm just
1: it's not even crazy to try to paint those scenarios because we've seen it i mean look at the last two years who would have thought that we we would have seen some of the trades and some of the signings and some of the moves that, that we've seen it's been crazy uh it really has so anything's on the table right
2: anything why not entertain it anything when you're searching for a quarterback it's all on the table so, do
1: you, I mean, do you think that they're a threat to win one or two playoff games at
2: all? No. I can see it happening. I yeah, see I, them look, all right, let me take this back. It's the NFL. So, that would be like me asking you, do you think Houston can beat Jacksonville this week? Well, I really thought the Lions were going to thump Carolina, so I maybe I shouldn't even talk. Well, that's my point. Who knows? Anybody can beat anybody. So, yes, t- t- my thing would be no. I don't see the Giants winning a playoff game. Could they? Sure. I mean, I, who are they Are they supposed to play? Are they kind of lined up yet or not? I don't even look at the matchups, but. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's so a lot up in the air, I think, but. Yeah. Cold probably, Colts, Colts probably beat the Giants this week, uh, and we'll just. Right. Then we're going to have to re-pod. <laughs> Jeff, Saturday, the Giants are going to fire Dave. We'll hire
1: Saturday. Okay, we'll get more messages from Chris, who's listening intensely to every word.
2: Um, all right, Bills, Bengals. Kind of a big ball right yeah. You're going, This is the game I wanted to hear about from you. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so um,
1: bright and early. It's Saturday morning, so get done with this podcast. Post it. We've got a little uh, Christmas gathering at our house. Um. A lot of folks coming to the house, so Gino's at, hard at work getting the house ready. Got that, and then going to wake up at 4, I think, at the road to Cincinnati, sitting down with a player there, which should be uh, should be fascinating. I not want to give too much away, but this guy's got a, a really interesting story. And thanks to all of our Bengal fans who've to subscribed to, to go along, it's been really cool to see. I'm telling you, there, there are a lot of Bengal fans, man. I, I was blown away. You know, we had the, the feature on Chidabay Uziah. Uh, the season and Joe Burrow and just waves of Bengals fans. Um so yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big game, Jim. Can't wait. I have a live podcast with Paul Denner Jr. Uh, at a brewery so head out to fifty West Brewing if you have the opportunity there in Cincinnati. Um, it should be a lot of fun and then yeah the game Monday night which is going to really decide a hell of a lot. I mean, Buffalo could be the one, they could be the three this game could really decide that. And I think you want teams coming through Orchard park especially when it's you know snowing 80 inches at a time and you know how to at least live in that
2: world it <laughs> it's an incredible appetizer for the playoffs it is it is all right brother. great to see you um let's
1: do this in person very very soon and everybody out there thanks for watching thanks for listening most of all thank you for subscribing so subscribe uh make it an annual and we'll send you a person signed copy of the blood and guts thanks everyone